All right, gang, wanted to do a video for you. This is specifically talking about the number one most valuable asset in your business. And you'll hear uh, both Carl and I and other business owners here in BPTM talking about how their list is the number one asset in their business. And there's a, a really quick fallacy that can happen. And I just want to address that with you right here in this video so you don't make the same mistake for your business. But I want to get start with a little bit of background. So I know when we went to visit Dan Kennedy, he kind of laid out the, you know, this macroeconomic, basically here's the trends of the economy of basically all human civilization. So we started agrarian, everything started with farmers. And I know what you're thinking about, like what does farming have to do with PT? I'll get there in a second, but it, we started agrarian. So basically if you had land, if you had crops and you had animals, then there was wealth there. Then it moved into industrial. So it was, you know, steel and coal. I come from a steel family. So, you know, it was, uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller and guys like that, you know, oil and steel and coal, like that sort of deal. So industry and everything started moving to factories and then it became technology. So because now one farmer, the industrial revolution, you remember Eli Whitney and the cotton gin and all the other inventions that we had to, memorized when we were back in fifth grade in history class or whatever, but now one farmer could do the work of a hundred farmers. So all the excessive workforce, the extra workforce, they went to work basically in factories and worked in industry. And then it shifted to technology. So now rather than just having a factory, a steel mill with 10,000 people in it, now we have a thousand people that are able to do the same work capacity and same steel production as what a hundred years ago, it took 10,000 people to do. And that's because of technology. And you also had the onslaught of IBM and National Cash Register, Study NCR, National Cash Register Corporation. They're still headquartered, uh, I think, down in Atlanta. But you had technology. And then we moved into the more modern age, which is media. So owning the media and then also data. So when we start to look at that and we hear companies selling in Silicon Valley for a billion dollars or more, Many times what the buying company is buying is the other company's list. So we get this idea that the list is the number one most valuable asset. Well, first I want to do, I want to clarify what most PT owners are trying to do. And then we're going to go through and define asset and liability. But um, basically in life, this is, you know, rich dad, poor dad, the cash flow quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, ESBI, four ways in life to earn money. Employee is trading time for money for somebody else, self-employed is you're trading time for money, but on your own um, own terms. So employee has one customer, their employer, self-employed person might have a hundred, you know, if you have a hundred patients or a thousand patients or whatever as a self-employed person, but you're still trading time for money. If you are your business and you, you can't stop earning income without treating patients, then you're self-employed. Many owners that we talk with, they're trying to make this jump. Some just want to stay here forever. They're happy calling their own shots, being their own boss. Maybe have a part-time receptionist, maybe a PTA, and that's about it. That's fine. But many owners that we talk with, they want to build long-term equity in their business, be able to exit on the back end of their business, leave a lasting impact in their community, and have some sort of financial incentive as well. That jump is over to the B quadrant. That's business owner. That's where you have systems, efficient ways, consistent ways of doing things that are in place in your marketing, front office, and your back office billing, and your treatment and your hiring and your training, finances, et cetera, all across the board. So that's business system. Many of us want what business owners have, but we're acting like self-employed people act. 
And the I stands for investor, so that's where money's working for you. But business is a system's working for you. I is investor, money's working for you. So many of us want the benefits of being over here, the time and financial freedom and the lasting impact that we can leave. Most of us act like we're on the left side of the quadrant because that's what we've been trained to do. Not really our fault, but that's just how it is. Anyhow, really quick idea in terms of defining what an asset is, is so this is a income expense cheat can be profit loss statement, but you get the idea you have income and you have expenses in your life. Personally, you also have income expenses in your business. If you're a PT or a physio practice owner watching this video, the other thing that you have is a balance sheet and a balance sheet has assets. So assets are things that earn you more income that generate more income. Liability are things that generate more expenses. So the classic thing that put Robert Kiyosaki on the map, created a little conflict back in the late nineties, early two thousands, is he said, your home is a liability. The bank wants you to believe it's an asset because they're selling you a mortgage. But essentially when you buy a home, you have to pay real estate taxes, school taxes. You have to pay for your utilities. You have to pay for maintenance and upkeep of the property. So it's truly a liability. You're not actually making monthly income off of your home unless you rent it out in some unique situation. So it's not really an asset. It's not generating income. I know a lot of people argued with him and said, well, when you sell your home, it can escalate in value and appreciate. But a business owner, a true business owner, if we want what's over here and we want to start acting and doing what business owners and investors do, they don't look at it as most are not active traders. They're not buying and selling. What they're doing is they're creating systems. So if we're talking about it from that perspective, you know, we want assets if we're really looking for the benefits of that right half of the cash flow quadrant. So what's an asset? Well, our asset is our customer list, our past patient list, the people in your area. So let's say you're, you're in a town with 10,000 people or it could be a larger number, could be a smaller number, but let's say within 10 miles of your clinic, there's 10,000 people potentially that could utilize your physical therapy services. So 10,000 people, the people that are most likely to call your office and schedule an appointment, hopefully are the people that have already bought from you in the past, your past patient list or your present patient list. So the person that's coming in now for their knee pain, they're more likely to purchase physical therapy services for you for their shoulder. And so just let's say you've treated 500 people from your town out of 10,000, those 500 people are going to be the most likely to return to you if you've treated them, you know, all things considered that you've treated them well and they've graduated and they're happy with your service. So your list is your most valuable asset. And here's what happens. Most owners confuse quantity of list size with quality and value. And here's what they do. They'll say, well, you know, I have a thousand names, 5,000, 10,000 names on my email or my patient mailing list. And I don't want anybody to unsubscribe. Therefore, what I'm going to do is not ever communicate with that list because of the number 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, whatever it is. Therefore, my list is more valuable because I don't want any unsubscribers. I don't want anybody calling my office and saying, Hey, by the way, I don't want your patient newsletter or I don't want your offers on a workshop, book, report, whatever it is, right? I don't want to hear from you. So because of our nature as physios, as PTs, we tend to want to help people. And anything that goes against that, we're, we're typically rather sensitive to. 
But if we're talking from a true business owner perspective, especially not just healthcare, but business owner anywhere, we want quality and value in our list. So when Amazon goes and buys diapers.com for $2 billion or whatever they paid, the only thing that they were interested in wasn't the relationship with Pampers and Huggies and everybody else. They were interested in the relationship with the list. So in order to have quality and value in your list, it has to be warm and you have to have a hit. So that means it has to be communicated with regularly, like at minimum once a month, the more, the better. And the other thing that has to happen is there has to be buyers. So it has to be monetized in some way. And we'll hear frequently in BPTM owners coming in and saying, how is me learning marketing systems in the killer marketing program or whatever the program they're going to go into? If I implement your marketing systems in my business, how's that going to increase the value of my business? Well, if I'm a buyer coming in or any other buyer on the national or even international scene, and I'm looking at your business, the bigger list you have and the warmer it is, and the more buyers you have on that list, the more people that are likely to return to you for additional care or refer other people to you, the more valuable your business is. Because if you're less reliant on physician referrals, like if you're the type of business where you just have one physician or one small group of physicians that are just pounding your practice and they account for 90% or more of your total business, your business isn't really that valuable. That's the cold, hard truth of private practice, where if you're very wide with your referral sources, not just getting them from physicians, but you're also diversified in your past patient list and also you know how to go, you have systems to go uh, directly to the public with direct access, whether you have direct access in your state or province or not, what happens there is your company is significantly more valuable because you're not just relying on one. You've heard Dan Kennedy say, you know, one is the worst number. It's the same thing here. So what do we do here? If you have a list, there's a famous, it's a, uh, I think it was a Sermon on the Mount, famous parable from the, the Bible. I think it's called the parable of the tenants. And the basic story, and it's a really good story with a lot of wisdom in it and uh, life, practical lifetime application. But so there was a, uh, a shopkeeper and I think he was going to leave and he brought three servants. I think that is the word that they used. And servant number one, he says, okay, here is one talent. I'm going to give this to you, go and make it multiply or something like that, like increase its value. To the second servant, he gave five talents to. To the third servant, he gave 10 talents to. He leaves, he comes back, he goes to the first servant and he said, okay, what did you do? And the servant that had 10, he said, well, I went in the market, I studied the market and I multiplied it into 20. So basically doubled. Good job. And there's some sort of reward there. Second servant had five, he multiplies it till 10. Great, good. The third one, he said, okay, what, I gave you one. What did you do? And that servant took the talent, which I, I think was a monetary term of the time, but they took the one talent and I went and I buried it because I knew that if I lost this talent, the type of employer or the type of master that you are, you would have been very upset with me. So therefore I just buried it and here's your talent back because I didn't want to lose it. And basically what happens is a scolding of that servant takes the talent away, takes the resources away and gives it to the other two that actually were productive. It's a little bit of the same thing here. Like you can have a list, but if you do nothing with that list, if you're just worried about quantity and names on your list, there is no value at all to that. The famous Frank Kern quote that we reiterate all the time is the value of your list is directly proportional to 
the amount of goodwill that you deliver to that list. So the amount of communication, the amount of warmth that you have and the number of offers that you make to it that, you know, signifying that there are buyers there. So if you're emailing a thousand people and 10 of them buy a full plan of care and your average plan of care is a thousand dollars, that's pretty significant because that new buyer, that new person, you know, whoever is going to either merge with you or acquire you or whatever, however you're looking at that, they now know that you have a valuable list and it's not just reliant on physician referrals. This is where private practice is heading. If it's not already there is diversifying because of the hospital competition, because of the pops competition, because of the big corporate PT competition, we're going to have to use strategy and tactics and tools that the larger players aren't willing to use. If we're fighting Goliath, we don't want to, you know, get armed up and get in the sword fight. We want to do something different. Use a slingshot, stand far away and hit the giant in the middle of the forehead. It's the same exact thing here. This is the game you're now playing. And you should really understand the rules if you're going to be able to win that game and succeed. So if you have a list, which I'm hoping that you do, it is your number one valuable asset. If and only when it's you work on getting it warm or even hot and making offers to it, signifying that you have buyers on there. It'll increase the income of your practice, allow you to keep your doors open and will actually help you thrive. And in the future, as you continue to layer on systems and have systems in place, you can start to recognize more of the benefits um, that you're looking for, whether it's family time or you know time or financial freedom, whatever that is over here on the right side of the quadrant. Hope that makes sense. That is really important for you to consider as you're growing your private practice, specifically if you're looking to create some equity and value in your business.